Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, sunshines. Welcome to the Evolpreneur After Hours podcast. I am your host, Christine Campbell-Rappin, and I'm on a complete mission to help entrepreneurs make a difference and navigate the world of startup, reinvention, plot twists, and pivots. Joining me today, we're going to be digging deep with a fellow peer, somebody who has got lots of great insights about the world of making impact so that you can learn the best concepts, lessons learned to fast track your business. So today I'm super excited to welcome our guest, which is Lori Mabellis. And she is someone who shares a passion like I do for speaking. She believes that the world is filled of entrepreneurs, business-driven business owners, and high-achieving professionals who want to make a lot more impact, but they are getting great ideas lost on the floor because they are unable to take great ideas to the masses and see success. So most of the time, what we think is a great idea, but gets stalled because of the delivery. And she has been so fascinated by the concept of delivery and speaking that she has really taken this passion to the world of business. She's helped clients, over a hundred of them around the world, perfect their pitch, presentation skills, and give keynotes, including TEDx speakers. So a very, very warm welcome to our program, Lori. Thank you so much, Christina. It's so excited to deliver some value and to help people to really magnify their impact because that's what we all do, right? Like there's a potential inside of us and how do we get that out there? Absolutely. So I'm curious, you know, how did you find yourself not only embracing the importance of impact that public speaking can create, but how did you decide to create a business around this? Tell us a little bit of your story. Yeah. That's a great question. And it is not like a linear answer. It's um, a process of, I think, like maybe since I'm born, to be fair, <laughs> of ups and downs and thoughts left and right. Um, just to bring you a bit back in history, um, around six years ago, I started as an entrepreneur, as an innovation manager, helping corporate organizations with their complex problems. And throughout that process I will, was helping them from like literally the beginning to the moment they got the solutions and what I saw is that after very long time of implementing or putting all this stuff to work and uh, spending a lot of time and money once they had the solutions the step to actually implementing them was really big and that surprised me so much because they put so much work in there and on some point, I saw some teams or some innovation groups um, allocating time and money. And the funny thing about this, because I was facilitating them throughout the whole process, I saw that those were not the most impactful ideas. I was like, huh? how does this, you know, start it out? Um, but it was, it was actually the ideas that were delivered best. So when I saw that delivery of the ideas, like the presentation of it all, had such a big influence, I started to learn more and more, like very obsessively. <laughs> and um, at some point, my obsession outgrew the company that I worked for at that moment or the mission that we had at that moment. Um, so I shifted my way to, okay, maybe I can do this full time. And again, this was not like a, a decision made in one day. It was like, evening hours full of work and practicing and trying out and until it became so big that I, you know, like I, I felt that I had to choose between one and another. And I, 
I chose to take a leap of faith and to really follow my instinct, to follow my true potential and therefore help others to do the same in their way of helping others. I love it. So as you make this giant leap into the unknown and say, I'm ready to go all in, go full time, um, what did you think would be the biggest challenge ahead of you to create a business helping others speak more effectively and create impact? What did you think would be the biggest challenge at the outset? Uh, the biggest challenge for sure. I, I, I think when I when I was living the biggest challenge, I was not even aware of the biggest challenge. It was more like, where do I start? Like, I have this idea that is so cool. Like, in my mind, it makes so much sense. But, I mean, how am I going to sell this to people? Or do people want to buy this? Or is this actually interesting for them? And the truth is, like, when I started, <laughs> I was thinking about, about what do I know better than other people? And uh, I first started as my target group as um, girls with anxiety that have to present their thesis presentation. So I just started somewhere. And in, in my way of exploring, I found out that these people do need my help, but I also kind of need to build a living out of it. And I started to adapt to people also that needed me, saw the potential and also accelerated their impact more to a bigger audience. Uh, so step by step, I started to move forward. So the biggest struggle, again, I was not even aware of, of a struggle. I was just more like, where do I start? And and what do I actually, like, if you sit behind your laptop and you have a full day that you can spend on your business, what do you do? Like, are you going to create an Instagram page? Are you spamming your friends or like what do you actually do so that was i think my biggest struggle in the beginning for sure you know this is just very true and i know as a business coach one of the things i always say to people is that it takes more than a great idea to create a business around it and the idea can be a great spark but it needs flame it needs oxygen and you don't yet know the dominoes that will fall and i love that you're sharing saying i started here but it very quickly started to change because not only did I need people who would want what I could offer, the impact and the result was worth the investment, and thirdly, that they could afford the investment. So I'm curious, you know, as you started to kind of take further steps in your journey, how are you finding your clients today? Oh, I love that question. And I think if you talk about it needs, um, the spark needs oxygen. It needs flame. It needs oxygen. I think sales is the oxygen of your business, right? Like when I started, I felt so proud and I was like, yeah, I have this business. People were like, yeah, but do you have clients? And I just had to answer no. And then they're like, yeah, but then you're not having a business. You're just having a hobby. And it was hard words, but it is true. So, um, how do I get my clients now? It's through a lot of different ways. Like I tried them all. And uh, the focus that I at least had in the beginning was organic organic marketing. Like I just want to reach out to people who I think that could be a great fit for my program. And social media has a big part of that, to be honest. Um, so I have, I created a good profile on LinkedIn, on Facebook, on Instagram. And I started um, not with spamming people like, hey, I'm Lori, I'm a public speaking coach. You need my help because blah, blah, blah. No, I started to, to think through the lens of 
why do I actually want to do this? And how can I help people already? Because it's not always only about earning money. It's also about letting people show you that you're authentic. Um, they can trust you. And then they can actually help that I can actually help them. So I started to create a lot of content. And I started to share that on social media, also on YouTube. And I started to share that with other people. And through that, um, let's, let's say, like honest sharing and honest helping i found out that people just trusted me um and that's how i found my clients and when i found clients and they got really excited and satisfied with how i help them they are finding my new clients so it's just about like i think get the the balls rolling and um on some point you find a lot of different ways to get your clients um and the bigger that like that wheel uh, is 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 turning uh, the more comes in I would say yeah there's a lot of truth to you know start organically and I think sometimes uh, that's a hard one for entrepreneurs because we think you know the answer is to pay for traffic or to pay for audience and it is um, it's a dangerous thing because you your pockets need to be really deep and until you're really clear on how you can serve and who you're serving you're often wasting money early. So I'm curious in the world of speaking, because it is one of the biggest fears most people on the planet have. When clients come to you or when people follow you, engage with you, are they new speakers that you're teaching fundamentals of speaking to? Or are they people with some level of experience? How would you characterize it? Yeah, it's actually uh, people who don't have a lot of experience in speaking yet, but they have this urge of sharing their story because the truth is after every great business there's a great story to share like um i can share maybe the story of one of my clients mm -hmm. like she is an amazing human and a mom of two kids and when she was taking care of the the, the her firstborn she found out that she actually had a big fat disease which we all know is called cancer and it was so overwhelming to her. And she, like, you know, the disease got to her, basically. And she really has to push and go to all the treatments. And fortunately, in the end, she got completely clean. And she happily lived her life ever after. Not. <laughs> because uh, then, after a while, she got diagnosed again with cancer again but the difference this time is that in between she found out the the art of mindfulness that really helped her to find the control inside of her to handle overwhelm or external situations so when she got diagnosed again it was super easy for her or not super easy i mean it was way easier for her to mentally go through it and she's again clean and now it's her mission to share mindfulness with other women who feel overwhelmed uh, from external environments. So this woman has an amazing, impactful story, but she's not a speaker. Like the first time we talked, she was just summing up the doctor's appointments. <laughs> and I mean, it is an inspiring story, but if you're summing up doctor's appointment, people are not going to be hit emotionally and are not inspired to work with you on mindfulness. So... What we work together on is how can you get that inspiring situation and transform it into an inspiring story. So the people I work with are most often 
people who are really have really impactful stuff um but don't know how to convey that on a stage yet okay i love it because i do think story is what connects us human to human and you know whether we can relate to the story or see ourselves in the story all stories really create conversation so i'm curious when you're working with people um what do you think makes a really great story. You started to allude to it, but I'd love you to drill it down to what makes a great story, in your opinion, as someone who coaches others to craft one? Uh, I love that question. And it's very complex. So I will um, give some insights about what I think. Uh, well, first of all, a great story has a great framework. Because if you have um, this great story inside of your mind, just like my client had about the whole journey she went through, but she tells it in such a messy or chronological way, it's not entertaining at all. So the first step is that you have to have a clear framework and a framework that I like to use. It's only four steps. I know if you Google, there's like so many things, hero's journey, 25 steps, blah, blah, blah. But it gets so technical that it loses the magic, in my opinion. So the first four, four steps that I always use is the first one. Is a hook. Like you literally have to hook people for, for attention. It's a great a phrase where you set the scene and let people into your journey. You always start with something that inspires. Then step two is you dive into the problem. Like a pain point, an obstacle, a roadblock that people are facing. Um, it's a step that is often forgotten because we're so excited about our solution. Um, but the truth is we need to be reminded of our problem. Uh, so that's step two. Step three is the solution. So what is it that um, that you that you know that overcame the problem? Was it big fat solution that you got? And then in the end, and that's also a step that is really a lot uh, forgotten, it's the call to action. With every single story that you tell, you have an incentive for someone else to take action upon it because otherwise it will keep being inspiring. And I'm not such a fan of that world because in inspiration is just like air around us. When inspiration is really used greatly, is it, when it leads to activation. It's a bit of what you said before. It's like um, you can have a spark, right? And let's see, say the spark is inspiration. It's great. It's great to have inspiration. But it does not lead to somewhere if you don't give it oxygen, if it does not reach the flame situation. And that is what activation does. So a call to action is just something that you give people to do um, out of that story. So that's the first one. So the first thing is make sure it's understandable. If you tell a story, it's structured. And then a great second thing to know is that once you have a clear structure, it can still be incredibly boring. So two things to spice it up is first of all, to be authentic, to really show the real raw you. Like some people just come to me sometimes and they're afraid or they're um, they're embarrassed about them saying um sometimes. But the truth is, if you're in a bar with a friend or you're talking to, I don't know, your mom, you say um sometimes too. It's completely fine to say um sometimes. It's great if you can just embrace your true authentic self and share it from that inner side. 
um, that's a great way to um, increase your impact. Uh, and the last tip I want to give to accelerate that impact is um, with a bit of backed up data. Because if we know how the brain stores our information, we can utilize that information to make more impact as a public speaker. So what happens when you only tell facts is that it's only stored in one side of the brain. And maybe, like Christine, are you a snoozer in the morning? No, I am not. <laughs> no, no, good for you. Good for Never you. Been. Ever. So, so with one alarm, you just get up and you just start to move. Yep. Okay, so maybe... I'm not one percent on the planet. <laughs> yeah, 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 so maybe as a listener, you are the other 99% or not. But then imagine that you are a snoozer. And then you set your alarm for one time, you snooze. There's still an opportunity that you stay in bed, right? And then forget your day, <laughs> in a sense. So that happens when you only share facts. It's only saved in one place of the brain. But what you can do as a speaker is to bring people into your words. If you start to tell them what you see, be descriptive, what you did when you said it needs a flame, it needs oxygen, we can see that flame in front of us. Maybe we can say something about how we felt, what we hear what we feel, what we smell. And when we start to be descriptive in the way we tell our story, our brain does not save that in one spot, but in seven spots. And imagine if you are the snoozer, like the other 99% of the world. <laughs> um, and, you, and you set seven alarms. Can we agree that the likelihood of you getting up and start your day on time is incredibly increased? And that works the same with storytelling. So when you tell a story, it's incredibly important to be clear. So you want to have a structure. But once it's clear, it can still be boring. So to really have more impact, to be more authentic and to be more entertaining, you can share from your real true heart and just accept the ums and just share from who you are. And also to be descriptive in the way you talk. Because then... The information is stored for way longer. I love it, guys. This is a really simple framework, and I'm a big fan of the elegant simplicity in business. But whether you plan to speak on major stages or just create more impact or just really want to work one-to-one -one with more people, I do agree. Learning to speak and having frameworks can be a fundamental accelerator to your business. So I'm curious, so you've you've been on this journey, you've gone all in, you've created frameworks, you've seen some great client wins all over the world. What's the piece of your business right now that is still, whether you call it a wobble or something that's still a challenge for you that you face, that you're working to overcome the gap in your journey? Oh, I love that. And this is what true authenticity is about, right? Like this is the problem phase and let's be honest about it. Because the truth is, everybody goes through these moments. So let me think for a moment. What is at this moment my biggest hurdle? Um, I would say um, I'm a very enthusiastic and positive person. And I really, really like to share my authentic self with my audience. But what I, what I am now is I'm in a transition phase where I feel like, okay... The stuff that I'm doing, 
And also with the hobbies that I have and the rest that I need, I mean, it's a lot. It's really a lot. So I'm, I'm in a moment where I'm ready to build a team. And what I, what I, what my biggest hurdle is at the moment is how do I scale in a way where my true authenticity is still maintained? Because I don't want to, for example, someone that helps me out with bookings and then send like sends this sentences that you just feel, ah, that's another booking system or that's just another coach. Well, I... I truly believe so much in true authenticity and that clients really like to work with me because of me, because my approach of my enthusiasm, my support. And in a way, I'm a bit afraid <laughs> and in all honesty, that if I, if I scale and I bring people on board, that that magic will be a bit lost in translation. So the hurdle that I'm facing now is how can I scale and therefore impact more people? Uh, therefore also um you know bring back a bit of time for myself to let stuff sink in and enjoy life um but also bring that calmness in my mind back to my clients because i do believe that if i'm at ease i bring that too so that would that is i think my biggest biggest obstacle at the moment yeah i i think a lot of our audience will appreciate that because when the decision is made that I want more impact, um, there is a real reality of resources. And sometimes it's, you know, how many hours do you want to work or how many clients can you serve depending on the type of delivery of your service. And when you are bringing in team, it's fundamental that it, yes, yeah, still feels like you, especially if you're doing a lot of private support work because people do choose to work with the company because of the face that you are. So I appreciate that journey. I know I've got some definite uh, experience of that in my own camp. And it's the freedom of saying, imagine how it could metamorphose to something new and better instead of new and different and not quite the same spark of authenticity started with. So I'm going to say good luck and positive vibes as you make that transition because it is one that is um, really scary and yet really freeing. And the only way you know, like any other big decision is to make the leap. So I'm curious, I want you to cast the vision in our final question of our time today is, you know, where, what does success look like and where would you like to be this time next year? Ooh, I love this question. Well, um, quite physically, I'm living as a digital nomad. So uh, I'm now in, in California. I've lived in Tenerife, Spain and Italy and the Netherlands, like all kinds of places. So physically, <laughs> I, I might be I, I I want to be in a country where it's Spanish spoken. I can enjoy the sun. I can have great food and great people around me. Um, but regarding business, <laughs> um, I would love to 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 have a big group coaching because what I see now is I'm focusing a lot on one on one, and I get a lot of energy about that and or from it. And I also feel that I can make the biggest impact. At the same time, I also see the benefits of uh, people with the same struggles and the same goals working together. So where I would like to be in a year is to have a group coaching program so I can help a lot of people at the same time overcoming the same things. So they learn from my knowledge, but they can also you know, help each other out. And I think that is 
Um, and then it's like true magic. Like you're not alone. We're here in this together. I know a bit about this because I'm doing this for quite some years and I have experience. But in a way, we're all students and we're all learners. So I would love to have group coaching. Yeah, there's definitely, that's the transition. And that's transition for many, if any of you are coaches in our audience or you're in the consulting space, so, uh, you know, start with the one-to-one. It's where you're going to hone your skills. And as you want to shift gear, group coaching can bring a lot of different things to your business, profitability, acceleration, wider mix of people, and a faster runway, essentially. So I'm going to say, again, I love that vision. And the key to that, I'm going to tell you from one peer to the other, you're going to need a team if you're going to be in that level of support. <laughs> I'm going to say that is your task. I'd love to see you, you know, keep us honest and re- report back to the Evolpreneur community as this journey unfolds. It's been a super fun time to sit down with you, Lori. Guys, this is it. This is the Evolpreneur After Hours program where we're here talking about how to accelerate your business with speaking. Speaking, in my opinion, fastest way to cash. And so learning this skill and looking at the work that Lori shared is going to be a really great way to accelerate your dreams. So guys, that's it. That's a wrap for another awesome episode. But before you go, a couple of things. If you've loved this, please give us a five-star review. And if you are an entrepreneur, come and share your story. We are stronger together when we talk about plot twists, the plist and turns, and the insights. Because together, we truly can learn a lot from each other's stories. Be sure to subscribe for future episodes. And guys, we will see you on our next episode. Have a good one. Bye.